What we want to do is achieve a goal. And we can talk about what that is. But the biggest reason you don't get there is that you're going to fail. And it's not as simple as the reality that you can't get to where you want. It's that when it doesn't happen the way you expected, what would be easiest, you forget about it altogether. Sound familiar? Bedding matters. And I love Cozy Earth's products. Why? Because they have figured out how to use technology to affect temperature. Keeps you warm, keeps you cool. And I dig that they use viscose from bamboo. Why? Because it's not about destroying things to make textiles the same way. Bamboo is crazy easy to maintain and sustain and isn't a fundamental part of our greenery. And I dig the bedtime clothes and the leisure outfits that they have also. It looks good. They're simple designs. The stuff holds up really well. The bedding regulates your body temperature. It helps you sleep better. It's helped me. And I am not a great sleeper. And things have gotten better since I started using these sheets. If you visit CozyEarth.com slash Chris and use the code Chris, you get a 30% discount. I don't get that. Cozy Earth's bedding isn't just about staying cool. It's about indulging, okay? The comfort is there. The value proposition is there. Remember, go to CozyEarth.com slash Chris. You'll get 30% off if you use the code Chris, all right? Now, hook your boy up. After placing the order, select podcast in the survey and then select the Chris Cuomo project in the drop-down menu. And that's how they'll know that you came because of us. And that matters. So please help me out and transform your sleep. Stay cool. With Cozy Earth. I'm Chris Cuomo. Welcome to a special edition of the Chris Cuomo Project podcast that we call Cuomo on the Couch because we're all about big ideas and being clever here. Now, we're about the obvious and what's relatable and what we deal with and what I have learned and what I am learning, but often don't do well, don't put into practice consistently, but hopefully will help you. Hopefully, what I suspect is true, which is you're better than I am. So these ideas may fuel something in you that helps you get to a better place. And that, even if it doesn't work for me, or even if I'm unsatisfied, at least there's a value there to what I do know will work. And that takes me to today. We get thrown off course all the time by the same thing. Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, or what goal we're talking about. Weight loss, getting in better shape. Not the same thing, by the way. You know, let's say you want to build up a certain way. Uh, you want to build up your legs. You want to shrink your legs. You want to build up your ass. You want to shrink your ass. You want to bigger, whatever it is, whatever the parameters are, and I'm not belittling them. They're all real and have value based on who you are and how you feel about yourself and what you want for yourself. More money, uh, you know, less time at work, different job, different aspects of relationships, you know, whatever it is. The same thing derails us all the time. Failure. Now, you're like, duh. No, no, no. I'm saying that we let going off track change uh, the road and just change the reality and erase the goal. What do I mean? Okay, we've all... Tried to lose weight, right? Most of us. 
Not my son. My son's always trying to gain. You got a teenage boy in your house? It's all the food, so much food all the time. Gains, gains, look at my gains, look at my... Anyway, for the rest of us, uh, you're trying to lose weight. And you have that bad meal. You go to lunch with friends. They order the fried galama or whatever it is. And you indulge. And you're like, oh, there goes my diet. And that night, it's like, eh, I might as well have the cheeseburger. I already screwed it all up. This Right? Okay. We've all been there. And then all of a sudden, the diet's gone. And like the next two, three days are just the worst. And it's almost perversely, and I don't want to make fun of this, but you know, there's a phenomenon with addiction and recovery that very often when people have gotten clean, but they're not yet sober, meaning they haven't, they're not really dealing with the underlying reasons for why they were self-medicating and abusing the substance, that they'll relapse and overdose because they'll go back to the dosage they were taking before and their body's no longer acclimated to it. The tendency is to double down on our self-destruction. So you have that one bad meal. We both know that the correct answer is to do the right thing with the next meal or to skip it all together and replace it with a double workout the next day or you know what I mean, or cut your cat. We all know what the solutions are, but we know that there's such a strong drive not to do those things, to do the opposite, to double down on self-destruction. Why? Well, uh, maybe you're a self-loather. Maybe, maybe that's how you work. Maybe you like to punish yourself. Or it's, you know, less, you know, Freudian than that. And it's, or Jungian actually, but more just along the lines of, well, I'm going to quit. Why? Because our mindset is if it's not perfect, then it's over. Think about it. We do that all the time in things that we want. I know that I certainly do. You know, the other day I was sweeping my garage in a wind. But what do I think is going to happen? You know what I mean? I'm sweeping leaves and detritus or whatever the stuff is that's in my garage. The wind's blowing. Like, what do I think is going to happen? It keeps getting blown in. I get, like, obsessed with, oh, it's not enough. I, I haven't gotten all the stuff out. First of all, why would you be doing that in the wind? What it was is a recipe for frustration. But secondly, it's like, uh, how clean does your garage have to be? You see what I'm saying? You, you have to change your expectations of what success is. You want to lose 25 pounds today? You know what I mean? In a straight line? You want to lose a pound every day for 25 straight days? Have you never read anything about dieting? Have you, you know what I'm saying? It's unreasonable. And what we do is we create an unreasonable expectation and then you will double down on it and be even more unreasonable when you don't meet that unreasonable expectation. So no matter what the dynamic is of change, it's not going to be straight line. It's not going to be perfect. Nothing is. And it's almost certainly not going to be easy. This is my beef with Ozempic and the other drugs. I'm not saying don't take them. Who am I to say that? But I'm saying be careful. And I'm also saying be careful not just of the medical or psychological considerations, check with your doctor, yada, 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 but 
it feeds the misperception that something can be simple and easy, and that's all it's going to take. The word diet, I've told you many times, and you probably already know it, it comes from the word daily, okay? This is an always thing, not a three-month thing, not a sometimes thing, okay? You will not keep the weight off if you don't change the things that put the weight on, okay? It's not going to happen, not on a permanent basis. And that's why when you look at people's weight, it's like whoop, 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 the yo-yo thing, man. That's why the diet industry loves the three-month fix, loves it. Why? Well, one, there's something that's either real or imagined about three months where like that's a significant chunk of time, three-month romance, you know, 90 days of sobriety, you know, the, the, it's for some about three months. But they know that you can do it for three months. But then what happens after the three months? You know, these people lose this weight on whatever the diet is, and then it comes back. Why? Because they didn't change those things permanently. They gave themselves a hard out. And what you really need to see is that all of the change, all of the realities are not straight line. Good days, bad days. You're going to make progress and you're, and you're going to regress. It's going to happen no matter what it is. You're not going to get stronger every day. You're not going to get faster every day. You're not going to be a better runner every day. Come on, this is nonsense and you know it. So if you know it, why do you let it defeat you? He says to himself, because that's the human condition. And I think it bears reminding. For me, it falls into a dynamic of the ability to forgive yourself. I have a real problem with this. And I would argue it's because I'm a real repeat offender uh, and I don't deserve the forgiveness. But, you know, that's not setting myself up for better. It's almost guaranteeing worse. And that's the irony, right? Is that you think you're taking some hard line on yourself, but really all you're doing is reinforcing what you don't want to happen. So there's a lesson in this. It's not going to be easy if it matters. And it's hard to be fat. It's hard to be fit. Choose your hard. It's hard to do better at work. It's hard to suck at your job. Choose your hard. Why is it so hard to just suck at your job? Isn't that about not trying? Because you're going to lose your job because you're not going to get advancement because you're going to fall behind where you need to be to be who you want to be. It's hard to be a good parent. It's hard to be a bad parent. Why? Because you're going to have kids that don't know how to comply and don't know how to do for themselves and don't have healthy boundaries and that's going to be a pain in your hiney. So it's choose your hard. And if you think you're an injection of Ozempic or something away, from your life, from there on in, being so different, you're kidding yourself. You're going to have to do other things. Look, you got to eat less and move more if you want to lose weight and be more fit. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you a plan for an outcome. And I can guarantee you an outcome from that plan that's favorable. Guaranteed. 100%. Guaranteed. Okay, here's what you're going to do. Oh, and you want it easy? I'll give you, I'll give you easy. easy. Walk every day. Every day, walk anywhere you can. And each week, you're going to increase how much you walk. Not dramatically, but you'll increase it every week. 
every morning when you wake up, assuming that you're physically capable and able to do it, you're going to start with a number of sit-ups and push-ups and air squats, and you're going to do them right when you get out of bed. And you're going to also do that before you go to bed every night. And each week, you're going to increase those numbers. You do not have to change anything that you eat. You have to cut out a meal a day, okay? Eat what you want. Uh, Of course, you should be reasonable about your intake and what kinds of things you're eating, but I'm going to make it easy. You just cut out one meal a day. Cut out one meal a day. Booze, if you you need it, if if you can't go without it, one day a week. Pick your day. Three months of that, you will look different. Yep. Guarantee it. Assuming you don't have some outstanding medical condition. Now, what happens? Well, one, you're not going to walk every day. You're not going to do it. Why? Because you don't want to, but you'll make some excuse. I don't have the time. It's raining. It's this, it's that. You'll make an excuse. You won't skip the meal. You'll compensate otherwise. You'll do things. You'll screw it up. You won't do the workout, say it hurts, or something like that. And then, once that happens a few times, you'll stop it altogether. Because that's what we do. Because we're weak, and we're flawed, and this is hard. What I'm saying is, build in the failure. It's going to happen. And I'll tell you what, even if you kind of half-ass it for three months, you're still going to lose weight. You're still going to be more fit than you are today, assuming that you're not doing any of these things. So you don't have to be so hard on yourself and unforgiving. And not because of some kind of feel-good reason. It's impractical. You're going to fail. You're not going to be nice all the time. You're not going to be kind all the time. You're not going to be any way that you want to be all the time. And the real problem is not that reality. It's what you do in reaction to that reality. That's where it really gets you. That's where it certainly gets me. That's where I have become completely stymied. You know, for instance, I was around 240 pounds because I had gone into a phase of wanting to build up and get stronger. I was kind of trying to find, you know, some kind of relatively easy, attainable success for myself. And I was kind of doing it with a buddy. So was, and then I was like too big and my clothes weren't working. Now, how, how did I do that? Well, I was just, I upped my calorie intake. I've been working and training for a long time. So I know what I'm doing. And I trained differently. I was lifting more heavy weights. I was doing a lot of hypertrophic lifting and I was doing a lot of sprinting and stuff like that. And I have to get back to the sprinting. Uh, it's really it's really important for an aging athlete to keep doing explosive movements. Otherwise, you lose the ability to do it and you'll get hurt when you try. You got to be smart about it, but incremental. So then I wanted to lose the size <laughs> because, you know, it was it's too hard for me to maintain. My body knows it. There's muscle memory there because I used to play at that weight, but that was a long time ago. And it was a very different body composition. So now I was like, well, how do I lose the weight? And... I've been doing reasonable things to lose weight. There's no secret. There really isn't. You can lose weight a million different ways. It's about intake less, output more, right? And rest. And 
I kept plateauing. And I'm saying, in truth, I still am plateauing. I keep bouncing up. My body wants to be at a weight that's like five pounds heavier than I want to be, which is interesting to me. But what has really been interesting to me is how I deal with compensating for failure, how you feel and how you react to the day that you don't do the workout. Now, I really believe in doing something every day. Now, don't kick your ass every day in the gym. Why? becomes counterproductive, certainly diminishing returns. But that's how you get hurt, and that's how you overtrain, and, and that's a thing. So, but you should be doing something every day. I don't believe in a rest day. I think you should take a walk on that day, you know, play a sport if that's what you're into, uh, do some yard work. You know what I mean? Like, you should do something every day that's physical. I, I believe that. And it's really important in terms of compensation. So that when you, oh man, I went out and I wound up having some drinks with my friends. Oh, I feel like shit today. I'm not going to work out. And I ate all this crap last night and my diet and I'm bloated and I'm up. And I, what do you do? I have a really good tendency on those days to blow out the next day. Blow it out. Just blow it out. Especially after work. Why? Something has changed in me in terms of how I process performance. And I used to be completely unaffected by the fact that I had done television before what I, immediately before what I was now doing. Like I'd come and meet you out somewhere after I'd done the show and it was like, you know, I'd just been somewhere else for an hour. But that's not true. It takes a lot out of you being on live television and, and thinking um, effectively the kind of show that we do. It's draining. And there's something about wanting to eat after it and drink after it that I've noticed more this time around uh, than before the troubles. And so I really had to fight that. And what I had to fight most of all was being okay with the lapses. Be okay with the lapses. You're going to fail. It's going to go wrong. You're going to screw up, okay? And you just got to reset. You just got to do the next right thing. Now, when it comes to diet, that's really easy. Uh, that gets a lot more complicated with more complicated dynamics and relationships where you can't just unsay, you can't just fix, you can't just make it okay. All right, that's true. Life can be a bitch. And remedying wrongs can be hard. And sometimes it can't be done. And you got to deal with that. But you also have a choice every time out about how you respond to it and how you use that situation. And that's 100% on you. Now, the lapse was on you too. And that's why you get mad at yourself and then you want to punish yourself. But remember, you are in complete control of what you do next. So there's a beauty in that. And there's a, certainly a truth in it. And there's a strength in it and there's a power in it. Tonight, um, I am going to uh, try to eat right. And if I don't, I'll try to make up for it tomorrow morning. It's as easy as that. It's as simple as that. Now, instead of waking up tomorrow morning and having pancakes because, ah, eh, I ate the Chinese food the night before, just let yourself be better. Take the next step. Take, take the next chance, take the next opportunity to do something better. 
but don't go crazy about the failure. It's going to happen to everyone in every way all the time. And you want to avoid the trap of self-sabotage in those moments. And it's a bizarre psychological thing. You should Google it. Why we would do that. It's so, it's so nonsensical. But so are we very often. And this is a real thing. There is no straight line path to our goals, the ones that matter, uh, and our relationships, and our expectations, and our outcomes. Simple as what you keep out of your face, <laughs> food, right? Um, to how you change a dynamic with a child or a loved one. Not that your children aren't loved ones, but you know, changing a relationship or a dynamic or how it's going at work, you know, complicated situations with a lot of different factors. Uh, or something as simple as what you completely control, which is what you eat and what you do. You're going to fail. You're going to fall short. You're going to screw it up. Don't double down. Undumb. Don't self-sabotage. Accept the failure. Use it to motivate the next right thing. And as I just learned from Gabby Bernstein, such an amazing interview, your change is not a function of one thing. Positive change is a function of a lot of little things done over time with consistency. So it's going to be like this. That's the growth, okay? It's not going to be like that, right? The only thing that happens this way is this, <laughs> right? You can totally submarine something. You can totally destroy something real fast, real easy but then it's going to be hard to deal with it. So you might as well choose your hard. And I really hope you choose the hard to get yourself to a better place. I struggle with it. I struggle with it. But life is struggle. Life is pain management. And there are tools, and this is one of them. And I hope you use it, and I hope it helps you get to a better place, and I can't wait to hear about it. Thank you very much for being with Cuomo on the Couch, Couch Potato. Subscribe, follow, check us out on News Nation, 8 and 11 o'clock at night, Eastern every weekday night. I appreciate you. Please listen to this, if nothing else. Take care of yourself and take care of the people who take care of you. See you next time.